2: Eddie Jo Tucker, thanking you for tuning in to Movie Addict Headquarters. You don't have to be a movie addict to visit here, of course. But if you are one, it's definitely the place for you, especially today, because we'll be talking with award-winning producer Tim Perrell, who produced Last Chance Harvey, one of my all-time favorite romantic comedies. It co-starred Dustin Hoffman and Emma Thompson, and Tim has also produced many other films, but... His latest movie, The Love Punch, was released just last Friday, and I can hardly wait to see it. It stars the great Emma Thompson again, and Pierce Brosnan, another one of my favorites. I want to be sure also to mention that Tim's film Short Bus earned him an Independent Spirit Producer Award. Now, Tim can stay with us for only about 20 or 30 minutes, so let's bring him on now. Welcome to Movie Addict Headquarters, Tim.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
2: Well, I'm so happy you could join, join us. And I, I'm also happy that Misha Zubrev is here. And I want to thank Misha for contacting you, Tim, and arranging for this interview. Misha is here as our co-host. So, Misha, as a filmmaker yourself, why don't you get things started with a couple of questions for Tim?
1: <laughs> I would love to. Hey, Tim. Hello, welcome, Misha. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: So, uh, so I guess the first question we have is, uh, and, and a lot of our listeners would also like to know, is what uh, made you decide to become
1: a film producer? <laughs> oh, wow! Um, that has that I'm have to now have to reach back many, many years, I guess, and really. Dig into the recesses of my brain to remember why I became a film producer. I'm um, glad guess, you did. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I feel very fortunate. I feel like you know I'm lucky to be doing something I actually love doing, and I love the process of making movies. And you know, while it can be a very long process getting a movie up and running, and certainly a roller coaster, an emotional roller coaster, uh, it's a very gratifying experience. I don't. I. I what got me interested in being a film producer, I think it's way back to when I was just out of school and my first job was in the music business, and I was a talent scout at a record company, and that was a really thrilling job, but I kind of realized that I loved music too much to be so analytical about music, and I just wanted to experience music, and it wasn't something I wanted to, um, I I wanted to enjoy music rather than traffic in the business of music, Um, and I was always a big film fan. And at the time, I had a number of good and old friends that were studying at Columbia in New York at the, in the MFA program, and I got dragged into working on a bunch of their short films, and that sort of gave me a little taste of of, um, uh, of working on films and what films were all about, and, and I sort of began seeing... a a correlation between the kinds of music I really loved. At the time, I really was a sort of independent college radio music fan, music that was very far left of, of of the mainstream, and I was discovering movies that were also independent movies and movies that weren't part of the sort of studio system, and it was sort of seeing that connection, I guess, that um, pulled me into the film business, I think. It was a long time ago oh. that's that generally the way I remember it. Well, there's so many projects out there, so many different films, and, uh,
0: you know, how do you go about, like, finding the right project and just, you know, sticking to it? Uh?
1: Well, I mean, I read – it, it It depends. Um, often for me, but not always, but often it, a project will start with a filmmaker that I'm interested in, and that's usually the jumping-off point, that um, there are filmmakers whose work I admire and I will – have meetings with them and try to get a sense of what it is they're looking for and either go out there and look for material that might marry with them or begin helping to sort of tease ideas out of them and helping them to develop uh, screenplays as well. But mostly it starts with filmmakers that I'm interested in. Every once in a while there are a few projects that I've come to without a filmmaker, a book or an article or something, but I then try to get a, a director on board as quickly as possible because I think ultimately that's the person who really gives the movie its shape and
2: definition i like I like what you've said about uh picking uh, someone that um, that you're you're familiar with the with the with the project that that person is uh involved in and then mm-hmm. working with with him or her and and mm-hmm. to make the the movie i I think that's an excellent way to to do it, but you know uh, I promised you, Tim, that I wouldn't gush, but I can't help it. <laughs> I, mean, I just absolutely can't help it. I have to know what drew you to that wonderful uh, film, Last Chance Harvey, and then of course the Love Punch because I know I'm going to love it also. Mm-hmm. So how did you how did you get involved in those two? But but start with Last Chance Harvey.
1: Okay, um, Last Chance Harvey was written and directed by a director named Joel Hopkins. And mm-hmm. when I was early in my producing career, Joel was at NYU, and he made a, an absolutely terrific short film called Jorge um, that I remember seeing oh. and really falling in love with and meeting him as a result of this short film that he made that I think might have won several awards at NYU. He had a feature-length script that was sort of an extension of Jorge, and it was a great script and and a sort of great uh reflection of the short that he had made and so I got involved in that movie and I it was a very small movie and it was a movie that I didn't really have full bandwidth at the time to dive fully into but I became an executive producer on that movie and helped guide him through uh, making his first film and so we developed our <coughs> excuse me our relationship that way and so from that came Another script that Joel wrote that we were ne- ultimately not able to make for a number of reasons, but Last Chance Harvey was something that, in some shape or form, was kicking around Joel's brain since soon after we made Jump Tomorrow. And Emma Thompson was a fan of Jump Tomorrow, and uh, Joel and Emma had a general meeting soon after Jump Tomorrow, and you know she said to him, "Love to work with you. So if you come up with anything for me, let's let's talk." And um, for better or worse, it took him four or five years to ultimately land at the script that became Last Chance Harvey, but as he began sort of digging into the idea, it was clear that was the movie that he should make next, and and so he really sort of dove into it. And we spent, I don't know, maybe a year or so as he was writing the script, developing the script, and thankfully Emma responded very positively to an early draft, and it went from there. And so Harvey really came out of my relationship with Joel and, and Love Punch, the new movie we did together, you know it's just a sort of continuation of our working relationship that's a good one for both of us so hopefully and we're in the process of developing another movie right now um he's also writing for Emma and, and another female um actress and so hopefully there will be that'll be the third hopefully the completion of the Emma
2: trilogy and Joel the Emma <laughs> trilogy That's hopefully <laughs> I love hopefully. that, I love um, that. well she is just, she is just marvelous in, uh well I'm I'm a big fan of Emma's and um I thought she was just great in last in last chance Harvey As was Dustin Hoffman and so uh, how important was it uh to cast those two people I mean you wouldn't think of those two people together it, it uh, was essential to have romantic <laughs> yes. it,
1: it was essential Joel wrote the script for both of them he wrote and he really tailored the roles to both of them and so had it not been either of them I don't think – any of us could see the movie. There was a moment when Dust, it looked like it might not work out with Dustin, and we had to sort of dig in and think of other ideas, and we simply couldn't. Um, just I mean, One of Joel's many strengths is that he can, he's a great writer, and he can really, when he has an actor in mind, he can tailor a role so perfectly to that actor. And he did it for Dustin, and he did it for Emma in that movie. And so it was designed for them, and we were lucky enough to get them both to do the movie, and I think without them, I'm not quite sure what that movie would be.
2: Oh, it wouldn't be the same movie as no. far as I'm concerned, because they, when you look at the two of them, and the way that Emma Thompson towers over that. <laughs> Hoffman, and yep. they, when you see that visual, you think, you know, it's sort of like Mutt and Jeff, and you don't think mm-hmm. that there's, you know, how could they have this romantic chemistry? But, Tim, honest to gosh, I that was, to me, the most fascinating on-screen couple during that, that year. In fact, this movie was, you know, made it to my top ten list. I think that was oh, back wow. in, uh, in 2008. And to see a movie like this where... They, the, the the characters, I mean, there was subtle humor. There was subtle humor, and there the dialogue was so witty, and the scenes were played out, you know, a lot longer than you see in in so many romantic uh, comedies today. I mean, the things, everything goes by so fast. So we got acquainted with these two, walking wounded, who thought there would never be a chance for them you know to have love in their lives again and it was just so so lovely everybody associated with that with that movie i think just deserves all the accolades that they can possibly get and that's why i'm so glad that you're here go ahead
0: i just want to add that i i think it just it really does come across on screen that uh, that this was written for them because you can just tell the chemistry between, between the two of them and having seen some interviews uh, with Dustin Hoffman and Emma Thompson online actually uh, a few days ago where Dustin, he talked about how when he read the script and how he connected to the character and, and then he talked about it with Emma and uh, they just started to play around with this idea of you know playing this kind of damaged, two damaged people who are trying to kind of mend, mold, mold the broken parts of the past together that they really liked it and that really does come, come across from the page all the way straight to the screen
1: yeah i think one of the things that they did so masterfully was really they were so able to convey this idea of being broken being wounded and yet not making the film too heavy as a result You really felt right. that they had lived lives and they were damaged but that there was there's still a sort of light like touch to what they were doing
2: Absolutely. I'm glad you mentioned that because it definitely was not a downer. It was yeah. it, it truly was a, a romantic comedy and just a absolutely wonderful movie and I have to tell listeners that uh, I feel sorry for any of you who haven't seen that movie <laughs> and please you can rent <laughs> if you it, it, it Get it on DVD. I think you, I think you can order it from Netflix and I think it's available on Amazon and just uh, rush out after the show and <laughs> make sure cool, right. <laughs> that, you, that you see that. And uh, let's let's talk a little bit about uh, the Love Punch. Mm-hmm. I I think it's uh, I know that I'm going really to like it. But um, what is, what is the uh, just a general uh, plot to this? I okay. know that you've got two great actors like and Emma Thompson, one of them. But mm-hmm. what's going on in that movie?
1: I- And again, this is another movie, Joel wrote it specifically for Emma and for Pierce. The role Uh was designed and tailored for Pierce, so we sort of found ourselves in another situation where if they didn't like the the script, we were going to be in a bit of trouble because there there were no other actors that we could see in those two roles. Um, It's a much lighter movie than Last Chance Harvey. It's sort of just like a a great, fun romp, um, with movies like The Pink Panther being a sort of key reference when we were putting it together. It's about a um, a, a divorced couple. They're only and only daughter. Actually, sorry, they have a daughter and a son, but their son's off in college, and their daughter is heading off to college. And so Emma is an empty nester. Um, Pierce's character is someone who has played around a lot with younger women, Um, Mm -hmm. and he is on the verge of retirement, and his company is. Uh, bought and then sort of um, uh, ransacked for its value and all of his retirement fund goes up in flames and Emma and Pierce go off in pursuit of this French guy who bought the company and tore it to shreds and go off in pursuit of him to steal something from him um, to replenish their retirement and all of Pierce's coworkers' retirement and in the process maybe or maybe not rekindle their affection for each other. But it's super fun and super lightweight. And Timothy Spall, who just won Best Actor at Cannes for the Mike Lee movie, co-stars along with Celia Emery from um, Marigold Hotel. And it's just—it's a really lightweight, great romp of a movie.
2: Oh, I can hardly wait. And when do you think it'll be coming to Colorado?
1: I don't know when it's coming to Colorado. <laughs> um, it has sort of an unusual release strategy where it came out in New York, uh, Southern California, um, and then... All over Florida, a lot of Texas, and a lot of Arizona, and then we'll see what happens from there.
2: Oh, great! I I heard from some of my friends on Facebook who saw the movie and they and they loved it, and uh, they mentioned that there's uh, quite a bit of uh, slapstick comedy yeah. in it, and I I am a fan of slapstick comedy too. So. Oh, good. I'm definitely going to be first at the box office when <laughs> here sure. in here my, in my area. Sure. But I hope it lives up to know, your
1: expectations.
2: <laughs> you know, you've made so many uh, films, and I, I was just looking at uh, this list, ACOD, Breathing Room, <laughs> The Rebound, The Myth of Fingerprints, Trust the Man, World Traveler, World's Favorite Dad, and the list goes on and on. Which are your favorites and why, or is that kind of like Sophie's Choice? You can't. It's like
1: your children. I'm not like, I'm not allowed to say which are my favorites <laughs> they're all my favorites I, <laughs> they are. I
2: noticed that you work with uh you've worked with uh Billy Crudup, who's another favorite of mine mm-hmm. and uh he's uh, I, I really uh, put him high on my list of uh actors he's very versatile mhm he's amazing and, uh, absolutely that, what's he like made... to work with
1: he's phenomenal he's a just he's a great guy, and i don't think I know anybody out there with more integrity than billy um and he is just a deeply deeply committed actor and human being, but watching him work and the intensity with which he works is 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 amazing and really inspiring to see and he doesn't stop until he feels that he's achieved the best he possibly can achieve he is so he's just a hard worker and he's rigorous and he he goes after it. I, I really and he's fun to be around. So um, he's a pleasure and a real and, joy to watch. And
2: I him. want to. I, uh, this I, I'm a fan of Catherine O'Hara's too, and, and Richard mm-hmm. Jenkins. And I see you have a film A C O D. Yes, with, with the two with the two They're of them. They're
1: hilarious in that movie.
2: <laughs> absolutely hilarious i have to put that on my i definitely are also
1: like they're a divorced couple the acod stands for adult children of divorce and it's (laughs) about um adam scott sort of as an adult sort of still dealing with the residue of his parents divorce really
2: acrimonious divorce i've got to put that on my netflix as well as some of these others that i that i haven't that i haven't seen but but i'm kind of monopolizing here and i know that that misha has some other questions for you so go ahead misha
0: yeah, I,
1: uh, are there any upcoming film projects that uh, you'd like to mention on the show? Um, I mean, I have there. a lot of different things in various stages of development. Um, there was one movie that just got announced, so I guess we can going to talk about that movie. It's not going to happen until the beginning of next year. Um, it's a movie based on a novel by Dave Eggers called You Shall Know Our Velocity, and Peter Solid, who directed Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist and Raising Victor Vargas, is directing it. Um, and Daniel Radcliffe is going to star in it, and yeah. it's a it's a script we've been developing for a while, and it's a really, I think, a truly distinctive piece of work um, that I'm really excited to, to make. So, but that I'm hoping two other movies are going to come together in the fall, but they're not quite there yet. Um, you know, these movies also can come together and fall apart a number of times before finally actually coming to fruition and crystallizing.
2: That must be frustrating.
1: <laughs> that it is. It definitely is. It is a roller coaster. But you sort of, you know, that's part of it. You can't take any of it personally. No. What do you think? What do you think are some of the biggest challenges that uh, uh, that you faced, and like in general as a film producer? Uh, I think it, right now more than ever, it's about the financing and putting the financing together and putting financing together. Um, in a way that allows you to have enough resources to actually make the movie you want to make in the way you want to make it. And, you know, I think the challenge often is that these days if we're not getting enough money to fully realize the films as intended and sometimes we're having to deal with certain cast considerations that um, are more about the finances and the creative. And it's just about balancing those things. And it's sort of great when you're able to uh, make a movie with the right cast at the right price point you know like when, with *Pearson Emma they were the right cast for that movie Daniel Radcliffe and you shall know velocity is perfect for that role and it's just sort of great when you can line those things up
0: yeah like
1: last chance Harvey that was uh what was, was that a 12 I think it a 12 million dollar budget yeah it was like I think it was, a little, it was like it might have been upwards of 15 by the end of the day
0: and, uh, and I guess, I mean, that's probably, I, w- I would guess, uh, that's way beneath uh, Dustin Hoffman's part, so he must have really fell in love with it, uh, him and
1: Emma, right? I mean, yeah, uh, no, he w- they, were, they, were, they were awesome. They believed in the movie, and they were committed to it, and they were there for it. And that's amazing. It was, it was great. It was really great. And to see, you know, to see Dustin Hoffman on the monitor is a real thrill, you know, while shooting a movie, and just to be reminded that oh my god, it's that guy that <laughs> is on the other side of the camera. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, what do you
0: what do you enjoy? What do you enjoy most
1: about uh, producing? Huh? Um, I'm trying to think what I enjoy most. I, hmm. What I enjoy the least is the actual shooting of a movie. Um, and I guess what I enjoy, I mean, I, enjoy, I really enjoy the developing of a script. I enjoy putting all the pieces together, stitching the financing together as frustrating as it can be. And I love the editorial process, the post-production process, editing part of post-production. Um, I mean, there, are, uh, you know, the good thing is that, like, it's a long road, but the road keeps changing. And so just when you're sort of done and ex- sort of with, the script development, then you get to transition into the putting the financing together. Just when that's driving you crazy, hopefully you put it together and then you have to deal with making it. And then just when making it's driven you crazy, then at least you get in the edit room and that part is reinvigorating. And then when you're hitting your head against the wall in the edit room, then a composer comes on and reinvigorates the process. So I guess, you know, it's great that it's a constantly living and breathing thing that, you know, has its disappointments, has its frustrations, but you never quite know what where it's going to end up mm. and that, that can be both you know terrifying and exciting
2: i think a, a producer has to be very patient that's probably one of the main um characteristics of a producer would you agree it, it, with that
1: it, i would i definitely would you definitely need to be patient and and clear-headed and and just grounded through much of the process and that definitely is a struggle for me because i'm not the most patient person
2: so. Patience is hard. It is definitely it is, and I would so. think in the movie business it would. And you're, you you want to see it, you want to see it come to fruition, and you want it to be the best that it can be, like Last Chance Harvey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you don't
1: always have a control over every every aspect of it, so that's where the frustrations can come right.
2: in. Well, I. I think we've um, we promised you that we wouldn't uh, keep you past twenty or thirty okay. minutes, and uh, we've you. we've gone a little bit over the twenty minutes. But there's one. are well, more to stay on. What's that? One yeah, more I question? Know. Yeah, well,
1: absolutely. What? What? Of course.
2: <laughs> but I, there's one question that we ask all of our all of our guests, and uh, so I, I'm not going to let you let you off the hook on this one, Tim. What's the most important thing you want people to know about you and your work? Oh boy. Um Uh I guess, you know, in the way
1: I was talking about crude up having more integrity than anybody I know, I feel like for me it's ultimately about integrity and making sure that you have integrity in your work and that you don't um there's nothing false about what you're doing. So something along those lines.
2: there's I like an honesty to what I do
1: and and how I do it.
2: That's a very good answer i I like that very much and uh, did you have any anything else that you wanted to say to Tim before he leaves Misha? uh
0: well you know i i was wondering if we uh, were reading some of the interviews that you've uh that you had earlier uh and about your would you say there's a uh there's a difference in uh in, in Tim Perel of you know, who's the, of 1997, 1998, and <laughs> of the temporal 2014. Uh, Aside from
1: having less hair, um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's an interesting question. I can, I mean, I can, I can, I can
0: relate to that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I, I mean, uh, that's an interesting question. I I don't I well, I don't know. I mean, I guess I'm I'm hoping that I'm still as curious as I was back then. Um I'm probably more tired than I was in 1997. Um <laughs> me too. <laughs> but I mean, I think I'm still in pursuit of I, I think I guess anything I'm a little more conscious of um of market considerations than I was when I first started producing when I didn't care about what the market thought. I just wanted to make a great movie. And now it's I've sort of learned to understand that you need to balance the market with the movie as well, so maybe that would be my evolution as a producer over the however many years.
2: Well, I think you've you've uh, you've really been so great today, Tim. I mean, I have uh, so much uh, better understanding about uh, how important a producer is to a film, and uh, you've given us a lot to think about. And I, I just wish that we had longer to talk with you, but maybe we can get you back. Another time, <laughs> absolutely.
1: That would be great. In your
2: next film, yeah. And I I will be sure to be the first person at the box office in <laughs> Colorado, My last chance, Harvey. I will is, let you know.
1: When I know it's coming there, I will send you an email. I'll let you know.
2: Oh, thank you. I can hardly wait. <laughs>
1: so. Well, thank you both so much.
2: I really appreciate it. Well, we really are, uh, it's been an honor to have you on the show. Yeah. And um, we, we wish you the the very best of, of luck and just uh, keep up your good work. And thanks so much for dropping by today.
1: Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Take care. I can't wait to see you up once. I, I'll, yeah, uh, well, let me know what you think. I will. I will. All right. I'll check take it care. care.
2: <laughs> Thank you so much again. And yeah. we'll be talking to you sometime in the future, I hope, Tim. So bye okay. for now
1: thanks so much goodbye
2: <laughs> oh my gosh Misha <laughs> yeah i thought i really enjoyed talking with Tim and I meant it when I said that I had a better understanding about what a what a producer does now i know you've done you've done some producing of your own haven't you
0: yeah i i i produced uh i've worked on some television uh shows for uh for for digital networks and uh, but mostly in, in in the directing arena, and I've never had to deal with actually going out and fundraising and setting up a company and you know uh, all that all that good stuff. so I can I could see how that's probably a a challenge, but to Tim, I think it comes it comes natural. Yes, uh, I think he's he's
2: background. A fit. good fit, good fit for uh, for being a producer. And uh, I, I am impressed with the diversity of the films that uh, that he's produced, and I, I hope he keeps. I hope he keeps them coming. So, so you will get to see the Love Punch because it is showing oh, yeah. in. Oh yeah! Oh <laughs> yeah! Okay, so do you have that on your list of things to do? Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let me know what you think about it, uh, and um, uh, even and if you feel like uh, writing a little review of it, that would be good too. So, just uh, keep me posted on that. I see that we have in the chat room Nancy Lombardo, our loyal listener from Comedy Concepts. So I think it's time uh, to play one of our favorite promos. <laughs> Hi, comedian Nancy Lombardo here, host of Comedy Concepts, Blog Talk Radio. And when I need my movie fix, you'll know where I'll be found. That's right, every Tuesday at 4 p.m., listening to Betty Jo Tucker on Movie Attic
0: Headquarters, Blog Talk Radio. Show me the funny, Betty, show me the funny.
2: <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Nancy Lombardo for <laughs> putting together that amusing promo for us. Now, uh, please, dear listeners, uh, be sure to check out Nancy's very entertaining show, which, as she mentioned, Comedy Concepts, here on Blog Talk Radio each Monday and Friday morning at uh, 10.30 Eastern Time. You'll love it. In fact, uh, you I, I should warn you, because you might get addicted to it as I am, I, I like to end the week with uh, comedy concepts and begin the week with comedy concepts. Now, Misha, I don't think you've had a chance to hear Nancy, have you?
0: No, I don't think I have.
2: Well, that's, uh, put, the, put that on your to-do list, also, okay?
0: I, I certainly will.
2: <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, I think we have time um, because we we couldn't have Tim uh, here for the full. 45 minutes, I think we have time to talk a little bit about what's coming up on Movie Attic Headquarters. Um, And so I'm just going to run these things by you, Misha, and I I think the listeners will be interested in uh, what the schedule looks like. Now, in June, of course, we know that Father's Day is in June, so we have lined up um, Chris Lemon, who will be talking about his famous father, Jack Lemon, and the book that he wrote—it's just a wonderful book. It's called *A Twist of Lemon*. And this is kind of one of our traditional Father's Day show, We we have um, uh, revisited Chris Lemon's interview. It's one of our most popular, and so we were bringing that back and. Uh, with with Chris maybe showing up uh, to let us know what's happened since the last time we we interviewed him. So that I think will be a, a really interesting episode. In June we also have Jay Blair Brown, who's an actress, writer, publicist and producer of two web series and she's also a blog talk radio uh host. So uh, she's really getting into showbiz, and um, it's going to be exciting to hear from, to hear from her. She'll be telling us how, how she got where she is and all about these web series that she's uh, producing. We also have um, independent filmmaker, award-winning filmmaker, Christian de Resendez. He, he has a short film out called Cat Scratch which is one of the – it actually is the funniest film that I've ever seen. And so I want him to tell our listeners all about Cat Scratch and where they can see it and then some of his other films. And then – so how does June sound to you, Misha? Does that sound like a good, oh, a boy, good it lineup? Sounds,
0: yeah, it sounds great. It sounds very busy. <laughs> I, it in, sounds really so, good. I, I like, I like the Chris Lennon starting on, on Father's Day. That's, uh, that's a really good idea.
2: Yes, I like, I like Chris very much, and he's very articulate, and uh, we learn a lot about Jack Lemmon from, um, from his interview. And then in July, I just found out that uh, the first week of July is National Teachers' Week. And so um, we'll have Nell Minow, the mad, not the mad movie mom. No, she's not a mad movie mom. She's the movie mom. (laughs) She's very reasonable. And she'll be talking about her new book, Teachers on Film. And I think that will, uh, she's always one of our favorite guests. So I think the listeners will really enjoy that. And then um, we'll be, Nikki Starr and I will be organizing our seventh, anniversary show because we in july we will be celebrating seven years of movie addict headquarters on blog talk radio and our anniversary shows are usually packed with stars and with lots of fun and lots of and lots of and lots of um, music so pretty that's that's the lineup then from june through mid-july and then misha you're helping us um, and i really appreciate that because i really mean that we want to be interviewing more producers so i know you're you're contacting some producers um that might be interested in being interviewed on on uh, movie addicts headquarters uh, am i right about that
0: yeah we've been reaching out we've been in touch with uh with amy bayer and, and her team uh i i just I had a exchange with her publicist and just trying to get her on the show really nice to have, to have amy come on the show and we're still working on uh getting it making it happen and um also uh, uh Michael Beneroi from Benroy productions uh who's been diligently trying to get him on the show and uh talk about some of his projects and you know he has a lot of uh a lot of great uh great projects that i think Be very, very, uh, very valuable for our listeners to listen to, to, uh, to hear. And so, these are two guests I've been working with so far, and uh, reached out to a couple of others. Um, Akiva Goldsman was also one. Uh, She's a writer, writer, director, producer, actor.
2: Great, great. Well, that's 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 going to going to help us with. uh, with our understanding of, about producers and I really do appreciate what, what you're doing. I did forget to mention that uh, Von Regensberger also uh, has agreed to be on our show, but he's finishing up um, a new movie called A Remarkable Life and he doesn't want to come on the show until that's completed and released. But he was on our show. One of our first guests, um, he's the producer, writer, director of Last of the Romantics which is um, a beautiful movie. So, uh, so we'll, be, we'll be having Vaughn on the, on the show also. And I want to mention to all my listeners that the day after tomorrow, that's this Thursday morning, May 29th, uh, be sure to join the WACO Network for a big Bob Hope birthday special. And that show, The the Wacko in the Morning, runs from 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. I'll be there to talk about my favorite Bob Hope movies. And Chuck Skull will discuss Bob Hope's great radio shows. Cat Vecchioni, Wacko Bob, and Richard B. Smart, I think, will also be there for our listening pleasure. So uh, if you're a fan of Bob Hope, or even if you're not, because um, maybe you don't know that much about Bob Hope, don't miss this show. It should be great fun. Have you seen any Bob Hope movies, Misha?
0: Bob Hope. I, you know, I, I have. I'm trying to remember. Uh trying to remember if... Um, you caught me. That was, you caught me by surprise, Mr. Joseph. I I wasn't very prepared for that question.
2: I know because it was uh, a surprise to me <laughs> that I was going to have to do this. I no, I like it.
0: I like it. I like it. I I'm sure I have. I'm trying to look at my my IMDb database listing of all the films that I've watched. And well, uh, I thought
2: I, I thought you were too young. To have seen any Bob Hope uh, movies, I the ones that uh, people remember the mostly are those road to like the road to Morocco, the road to Bali, the road to Zanzibar, the road to Utopia. I think there were about seven road to movies with the Bob, yeah, Bing Crosby, Bob Hope, and Dorothy Lamour. And uh, when I was growing up, th- those were big, big box office, and uh, everybody had to see the next. Bob Hope and Bing Crosby movie, and it was always Bob Hope and Bing Crosby were involved in some kind of con, but it was usually Bing Crosby's uh, planning, but Bob Hope had to do all the dirty work. And then they had. To, then they both left, would, you know, fall for the same woman, which would usually be Dorothy Lamour in a sarong. And uh, then, of course, Bing Crosby would usually get the girl. I think Bob Hope only got the girl in maybe two of the two of those movies. But he's really been in in many, many more movies. He's the most uh, honored entertainer um, ever. I think he has about fifteen hundred different awards that he's won, and he he lived to be a hundred years old. His wife lived to be a hundred and two and they uh-huh. um it was interesting that his wife had her birthday on may her birthday was on may twenty seventh Bob hope's birthday was on may twenty ninth and so they always celebrated on may twenty eighth because that was the day in between their two their two birthdays, and they were married for over sixty Years, and Bob Hope is the one who's who's uh, hosted the Oscars the most. um, The most he holds the record for hosting the most Oscars, and he was always involved in entertaining the troops. Uh, No matter what war it was, he was always there entertaining the troops. So it should be a fun show, and he had great radio shows too. So I know I'll learn a lot on uh, a lot more Thursday about Bob Hope. But I wanted to make sure that our our listeners uh, knew. That um, we were doing this big Bob Hope special birthday show on Thursday, and that 's uh, nine in the morning until eleven eastern Eastern time. Well, I think that um, unless you have something else, uh, Misha, that you would like to share with our listeners what what are uh, what are some of the projects that you're you're working on, anything that you'd like to mention?
0: Oh, I have a few projects I, I have quite a few projects. <laughs> <laughs> we of course of course we have well we have our, our uh very special project that uh, we've been working on. Uh the adaptation of it Had to be us, which is a beautiful beautiful romantic comedy about yours truly, Betty Jo, Betty jo Tucker and her um based on her memoir, uh turns novelette about uh Elizabeth and Harry who found who find each other if I find each other after 20 years of separation, 24 years of separation, and come back together, it's a beautiful story. And uh, working very, very diligently to put that together—it's uh, very exciting. I, I, as you know, we have some developments with the cast and with uh, with uh, uh, with some backers who are interested. But I, I can't mention anything specific on the show—not yet. We kind of will, we want to position the right moment, and then. Uh, once the right moment comes, then of course you will uh, you will and i will will share this uh, we'll share the news some live and uh, hopefully it will give us a lot more momentum and we'll keep the momentum going uh, besides that i yeah besides this it's uh, it's been just uh, work at my digital production uh, agency this is where i 'm this is where i 'm at uh, this moment and we developed apps and websites and I just can't wait for to make it have to be out because I I think we can make this a really unique uh, a outreach the social using social media to reach uh, the fan base of of the two actors who are the two the serious two actors who we will mention very very shortly if we're going to who are playing who will play in this wonderful movie and. uh so I can hardly
2: wait to exciting. to be able to give that news out, Mich, and I, I'm so glad you mentioned it. I know because <laughs> I because I I, I, I didn't it. want to, but I I'm glad you mentioned it. You've do, you did a wonderful job on on writing the the um, the script the screenplay for It Had to Be Us. And I should tell listeners that um, if you want to enter a uh, drawing for a free ebook copy of It Had to Be Us. You can do that by sending uh, me uh, an email at realtalk, R-E-E-L-T-A-L-K, at comcast.net with book drawing in the subject area, but you have to do that before um, by Saturday, May 31st. Well Misha, I want to thank you so much for doing such a great job uh co-hosting and uh for the work you are doing on it had to be us and for helping us uh with guests for Movie Addict Headquarters. It's been lots of fun co-hosting with you and um I hope you'll come back and and uh, help us out again uh sometime when you do that.
0: Misha, it's always such a pleasure and uh of course, of course, yes, yes and yes. <laughs>
2: Yes, yes, and yes. Well, I think um, that I'm so happy to hear that, and I also am um, happy that we were able to have uh, the wonderful uh, Tim Perell with us. And um, with that, I think we should close the show. I want us to go out if I can find this clip because I think it's very appropriate. And I don't see it. Oh, here it is. Yes, <laughs> let's go out with my favorite rendition of Hooray for Hollywood!